Hello and welcome to another episode of the Visual VC Podcast. This podcast is your go-to resource for practical advice and insights on building, growing, and securing funding for your startup. I'm Daniel Zaturansky, your host, and today we'll be discussing why social media is such a crucial part of your startup marketing strategy and give you practical advice on how you can build and grow your social media following and achieve real return on investment. Today, we have a special guest, Kat Horsley. Kat is a community builder, social media expert, and the CEO of Chai Digital. Chai provides professional social media consultancy to growing businesses. With their wealth of experience and knowledge in your field, you don't want to miss a single word from Kat. Let's get started. Hello, Kat. How are you? Hi, Daniel. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm wonderful. Such a pleasure to host you in my show, and, and I'm, I'm sure people are going to get so much value. Oh, it's such so, a pleasure so to, yeah, to, to, to be speaking with you, like with all the, the guests that you've had on so far also. I've learned so much from listening. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nice. <laughs> nice to hear that. So, um, Kat, can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into social media and community building? Absolutely. So I actually started, um, I was supposed to be a biomedical science a scientist. <laughs> That's what I went to university for. <laughs> I have a degree wow. in biomedical science. But uh, I, yeah, I wanted, my dad wanted me to be a doctor. And uh, I soon found out, though, that it was not for me. I absolutely hated my uh, last year of university. And I told my dad that I didn't want to be a doctor. So he said, <laughs> finish this last year and then whatever you want to do afterwards, you can do. So I actually went into being a bartender. And from being a bartender, <laughs> I started doing all the PR and the marketing for the place where I was working. I bartended all the way through university. So it was uh, something I had a lot of experience with. Um, but then I started doing all the PR and marketing for them. And from doing all the PR and marketing and all their events, it just grew and grew and doing all the social media that then Heineken came to me and asked if I would work with them because I knew all of the, all of the scene, all of the party scene, all of the event scene. I knew all the people, I knew all the promoters. So I started working with Heineken and doing their social media. Um, but I found, I soon found from working with them that a lot of their social media was push social media. So they were just kind of pushing messages out there and it wasn't building that community. And for me, from working in the bar, I saw that community, you know, people have a really bad day and they come in and they talk to you and you can see that they leave feeling better or they come to have a birthday party and you make them have the best birthday party they would ever have. But then on the social media, I wasn't seeing that side. So that was really something that I wanted to dig deeper into. And as I left, um, so I left and I started my own company, which is Chai Digital. And that was the, the core of what we did was really connecting with people and building communities. Wow, such an amazing background. <laughs> you actually can, can call you a doctor social media, right? Yeah, absolutely. My dad would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's let's you, you mentioned now the um the work you, you did for Heineken for building the uh social media and, and the community. Can you a little bit expand on that? What does it mean to be the community uh for a business and specifically for your startup? 
Absolutely. So, well, Heineken not being a startup, so two <laughs> slightly different. Um, but I, I think there's two approaches to social media. There's one which is like the organic building a community, like really connecting with your audience way. And then there's the way that a lot of businesses rely on, which is just kind of paid ads, pushing traffic, like getting that ROI. And I think both of them have their merits, but the best is, they, I think for me, the best is building a brand for a company is having that community, like really connecting with that, with that audience and making a relationship with that audience that is not just transactional because the amount that you invest into those one transactions, the amount that you can save, I should, it would be a better way to say it, the amount you can save by nurturing those relationships. So that it's their repeat customers, like they're part of your community. You save so much money by making them a part of your community mm -hmm. rather than having to make that new interaction every single time. So, so basically the key is building a relationship with the audience, right? I believe so. I think that sometimes paid ads can seem a lot faster you think, oh, this is great. I can just throw money into a machine and it will like uh, build traffic for me. Um, but as soon as you switch that machine off, where are those people going to go? So building that community, they're going to really believe in you and be loyal to you and stay with you for a lot longer. So you, you're talking about social media. Um, why is social media such a crucial part of a startup marketing strategy? For, for me with startups, I think there's a two, there's two prongs to that answer. Um, because uh, previously I've worked with startups who have like been very like at the beginning kind of seed startups that they're still figuring out who they are as a company. So I think for social media, for those kind of companies, sometimes it can be difficult to venture into social media because they're faced then with the question of, well, who is our target audience exactly? What is our tone of voice? How are we speaking to them? How do we look like as a brand? What exactly are the topics that we want to talk about on social media? So in a world of social media where you need to post, I'd say at least four times a week for those kind of companies coming up with four pieces of content every single week, which are really quality and like building that audience, it can be a difficult ask. Um, for those companies, I would say that social media is great as a, uh, as a research tool that you can research your competitors. What are they doing in the market? What is their audience? And start digging deeper and like reaching out, like, or maybe it's not building your, orga your organic following then, but if there are some specific people in the market that you want to reach out to by direct message and to talk to them and more kind of finding your feet, I would suggest for startups at the very beginning before they deep dive into a full social media strategy. Um, But for startups who have got a better idea, they're a little bit older, they, they've got their marketing team in place, they know their business objectives, they've briefed the marketing team, and then they go into social media, then I think it's a fantastic place to be able to launch products, to, to, to grow that audience, to connect with your target audience, um, to, to build excitement, like to bring your brand to life, that it's not just something that's on a website, that there's real people and personality behind it. Mm. So as a, as a startup in, in really early, early stage, the social media can act as a finding the right the product market fit before you really understand what's, what you're doing in, in the market. You, you probably have an idea, but the social media can, is a direct communication with your audience, right? Absolutely. And also it, it can be quite good to run um, test paid ads. So you can run different ads, like just to test your audience and to see what messages or what products they're resonating with, what pain points they're resonating with. But I would advise to wait until you've done that stage before you like hire a social media agency or try to put a full social media strategy in, in place. 
It's something with all companies, actually, that I say that there's a lot of companies, they kind of get it back to front with social media. They think that by having, giving like even the intern, by not even hiring a social media agency, they think that they can give like their social media strategy to an intern and that the intern's suddenly going to figure out <laughs> what's a successful strategy. Um, but we always say that everything needs to start from the business objectives. What are the business objectives of the company? And then you build your marketing plan. And then from marketing, it informs uh, what the social media strategy should be. Okay. Wow. Lots of things. So <laughs> let, let me, let's, let's start. I'm, I'm, I'm a startup. Uh, I got my um, product market fit after uh, doing some social media work. How would look, how would a social media strategy would look like? So as we say, start with the, start with the business, the business objectives. Like what is it that you want to, why are you on social media? What is it that you want to achieve? Like, what does success look like for you? Uh, if you're, if you've just launched a product, I would focus on that single product, but then kind of start unpacking, okay, what are the messages around this product that we want to share with people? Who is our target audience that we want to connect these messages with? What, how many people do we want to reach out to? Is it just to build engagement, like to get some likes on the post and to get people like to create a buzz, to get people talking about it? Is it to build leads? Do we want to get direct sales from this initiative? Then once you've got all of those business objectives in place, then you can start building, mapping out your marketing strategy from there to say, okay, now, now we're like bringing the brand into it. What's it going to look like? What does our brand look like? <laughs> what is our personality, our brand personality online? Putting all those together. And then once you start building, so then once you have that marketing plan in place, you can translate it into a digital format. Okay, so this is our personality. What's the best way to show up online? Is it a podcast? Is it on Instagram? Is it like LinkedIn? If you're B2B, LinkedIn is probably a good place. Is it something that's best on TikTok? And then you can start mapping out how your marketing, your business objectives and your marketing translate into the digital environment. But if you don't do that initial step to begin with, you'll never know, is your social media strategy successful? Exactly. You need to, to know your <laughs> goals first before you go. So normally the goals is... Uh, creating uh, leads or even sales depends if it's a b2b or b2c company uh and then you, you need to marry the brand with the strategy and eventually go out to the social media and it's as a small startup who should be on my team uh to, to get both uh, uh um both things uh, running yeah, it's definitely not easy. I've seen this from like in a small team to big teams. I think, yeah, one of the biggest, like on a non-social media side, on just a kind of a management side, like communicate. I guess it is social media, but communication is key. It's uh, like really making sure all your team are talking to each other. And I've seen it, especially in, in product marketing, where like the product team will speak separately from the design team, will speak separately from the social media team. And it happens in a lot of, I see it in a lot of companies, like big and small. So like new products are being, as new updates are being planned on the product, but the developers are not telling the marketing team that it's happening or when it's happening. And suddenly it's just a big surprise when it happens. And then the marketing team don't have the time to really think about what the message should be and then to pass it on to social media. So then social doesn't really know, like there's not a defined message in there or, or a campaign that's been really well thought through. So I, for me, the strongest um, member of the marketing team is the marketing manager, that he really has that like overview and brings everyone together and makes everyone communicate. And to have like those regular marketing up, meeting updates where 
every he makes sure there's like the design team is talking with the social media team with the marketing team plan and again again with the business objectives that it's got to be this is what we're working towards guys this is the end of the year what we're working towards and this is breaking it down by months and stepping it back so by march for example you'd be talking about december like everyone knows where the ship is going and all the campaigns that are coming online uh, online within that year and then like we said with the metrics because if you don't know what if if everyone doesn't know what each other's doing then how do you get those metrics out of that how do you know what success looks like to you <laughs> so analytics is also a very important part of of that marketing team as well because especially for saas companies for example if um if you're if you don't have the analytics in place and you don't know how your social media efforts are translating into your sales into your pipelines then it's really like the blind leading the blind <laughs> so how can you actually measure the success of a social media campaign so it's it depending on the analytics platform that you use um like hubspot is a great is a great tool that people use for tracking their sales funnels So you can see for example if you did a podcast like this or a LinkedIn live for example you can see how many leads or how how many people that were on that live or listened to that podcast so this they're actually slightly different so the, on LinkedIn live you can actually download the list of the people that registered so you can directly see if that person t- t- ends up turning uh, coming uh, showing up in your sales funnel you can see that um but for a podcast for example you could uh use a coupon code for example to say like hey guys thank you so much for listening here's a coupon code and then they use that coupon code and you can see that then coming into the into the sales funnel when people start using it so then you can track oh where that person came from and then further further back like there's so many touch points within social media um even like competitions that you do on Instagram but just or or like using UTMs like the unique uh links that you can give to people so you can track where where people are clicking There's just so many ways that you can start like pushing traffic as well around your social media ecosystem or even offline online offline so like trade shows like thank goodness now that covid's over we can all start going back to trade shows when you go to trade shows how are you when you're meeting people there is there a QR code that they can scan so that then they can find you on social so you're you're making them a warm lead that they've met you they like you and now you're asking you're suggesting to them like hey you can find out more information you can join our community here's the QR code and you can put it on like all your swag or whatever whatever it is that you've got there so it's something exciting people will feel excited to be a part of it so make track your campaigns otherwise you won't be able to measure it right that's absolutely as with anything if you yeah. if you can't yeah. measure it you can't track it <laughs> <laughs> and it will never be perfect it will never be something that's perfect like uh when you first start out but you could just keep working on it and like testing your assumptions mm-hmm. that didn't quite work let's try this <laughs> <laughs> so can you share some examples of successful social media campaigns that you worked on so we did an amazing campaign um where there's a client of ours that we have that they're based in Dubai. Um, they're a mental health and wellness clinic. And um, it was actually part of, uh, in Dubai, they have uh, Dubai, in November, it's the Dubai Fitness Challenge. And so it's 30 days. And so they have like a really big team, this mental health and wellbeing clinic, and their branding is amazing. Like if you want to see like textbook branding of how they have all of their touch points. And whenever you meet a clinician from this center, 
you know where which center they've come from, like which company that they're a part of. They're, they're called the Lighthouse. If anyone's interested, to go and check them out. Um, yeah, the and uh, so yeah, they did this campaign for um, for the fitness challenge, and it was thirty days. And so they have a team of like forty clinicians, I would say, and they got all of them creating reels around this fitness campaign because it was about physical fit. Most people think of it as physical fitness. But then they took it from the aspect of mental fitness and there is no health without mental health. And so they were there. And also the the mental uh, benefits that you get from physical fitness and their team is very active. They go running, they go boxing, uh, they go horse riding. So they had this beautiful campaign of the team all doing these different activities. And then we were um, motivate, um, like, yeah, motivating people to send their own videos of what is it that they do for fitness. And from the the joy that people took from creating these videos and being able to share them with us and to feel that they were a part of this really big name in Dubai and that they could uh, engage with the, with the with the campaign was just beautiful. And seeing all the comments coming through on the social media, like say that like, they're so excited and we were resharing those videos on, onto all their stories and on all their social media platforms. And uh, we actually saw that the engagement from that the engagement increased by 400% over that month and they're already a really successful channel to begin with. And it, it like from that, it's we're something that we didn't actually do, but you can extrapolate that into them to their sales funnel to see who's booking meetings from that. They actually have a really, they have a really full caseload. So it's not something that they, that they were doing it. Their purpose was engagement. It wasn't for, for leads, but you can then, if you were to say, like a get a discount when you book an appointment like the, hey you're a win like thank you so much for sharing like use this code when you book your next appointment and then you could track who went into the sales funnel after that so they actually increased their sales uh, as a result of the campaign right yes well that, that no that's what i'm saying so for that for them this was about awareness because they already have a packed sales funnel it's not something that but, but this is their a prime example of a company that does social media really well because they're really aware of the power of social media and of being in the community. And they've built that community from about six years ago, they started building the community. And it was amazing to see with them when COVID hit that they, their, so their business is uh, like mental health consultations. And so it's face-to-face, right? So all of their work is done face-to-face. So you'd think it'd be re- hit, really hard when COVID came, but because of their investment into social and to digital, they were able to switch overnight to everything being online. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is a great story. So yeah, I mean, and there was no hiccup at all. Wow. I love to hear more about that. Um, and you mentioned they build their, their, um, uh, social, no- sorry. They, they, you mentioned that they, they build their uh, community. Um, can you give us some tips of how I get, I build my community from, from zero. I'm a, a completely new, uh, startup. I want to, to build my community. What are going to do? What is the first step? So just give us some tips. One of my favorite examples for this, I think is, is the way it's changing the way that you think about what social media is and what building a community is. There's like some weird thing in people that if they were to do it face to face, they would know exactly what to do. 
Mm. But the moment that you mention social media or you put a computer in front of someone, suddenly they're like, ah, how do I do it? How does it work? <laughs> and the way that people think it's okay to speak on social media is quite funny. Like I'm sure that you get it um, as a co-founder of a, as a big company that I'm sure you get it all the time. Your LinkedIn inbox must be full of people messaging you like saying, Hey, like, uh, tell me about more about your business or like, I, I tell me about your business successes. And you're like, who are you? Like, <laughs> and I, I, I say to people, like, would you ever go up to someone in a networking event and just like start selling, like without even saying, getting to know the person first or having a little bit of chit chat beforehand, would you ever start telling someone, oh, this is my product. This is what I do. Like, buy me, buy me, buy me. You just wouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> so I think the best thing to do, like the biggest tip that I can give people is to take a step back and imagine that they were going, I don't know, to a conference. Mm -hmm. And they're going to this conference. Like, what's the mindset that you would have going to this conference? You'd, you'd have a look. Oh, who's going? Who else is going to this conference? Like, one, is it in the right industry? Like, you don't, if you want to go and talk about, I don't know, sports, you don't want to go to like a cooking show or something. So make sure you're going to the right event. All and right. that's... The, the the kind of the right platform on social media as well, like picking the right platform. And then who's going to, who else is going to be there? You'd like do your research, right? You start thinking who else is going to be at this event. You're researching into their profiles. Oh, it'd be great to speak to this person. You do a little bit of research and then you'd actually reach out when you see them at the event. Oh, hey, I knew you were going to be here. Like I really, and you wouldn't start with you either. You would start with like something about them, something nice about them, <laughs> something that you know about them and showing that you're actually interested. And so that's the same philosophy you have to have with building a community. And it's the same, like, so, and as well, if you were at that trade show, but you just met one person, but they were going to be a huge recurring client for you, bring big deals for you. You wouldn't care about knowing every other person in the trade show or making sure every other trade show, person in the trade show knows about you. And that's the same with like followers on social media, that there's a lot of people that get like a lot of businesses that get really hung up on the number of followers, especially for a startup. I think for a bigger business, it's a different story, yeah. but especially for a startup that if you have 10,000 followers, may, and a lot, I know, I know a lot of people out there are buying followers as well because they want to see that number. But <laughs> if you're buying 10,000 followers, but no one knows what you do or cares what you do, no one's in your field no one's actually authentic and having a conversation with you and you're, no one's buying your product, is it worth it? Or is it better no. that you can have five followers? <laughs> but really strong ones. Exactly. And they really care about you and they're going to talk to other people about you and they're going to engage with you. Then it's much better. So the, 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 the key tips that I would always give a start to anyone starting on social media is know your business objectives. This is the, by far the biggest mm -hmm. So start with your business objectives and always keep coming back to your business objectives. This is actually something that I've been focusing a lot on in uh, my own business recently is I've been noticing a lot of people don't think <laughs> like they don't, so they don't stop with what they're doing and ask themselves the question, why are we doing this? <laughs> so they're just exactly. running on this like tread. Like, yeah. I mean, do you find it as well in your day to day? A lot. Yeah. Every single day, like every, I think every single task that you're doing, ask yourself, like, why are we doing, like, what is the end point, the end goal? And is this really, is this pushing the needle, like what I'm doing? Um, so yeah, so business strategy, like keep asking yourself, what is it that we're doing here? Why are we doing this? Don't just do it for the sake of it. And then 
step one for me, business strategy is knowing who you're talking to and knowing what the messages are that you're trying to get across. And then the third thing is just KPIs, analytics, so that you can keep measuring it. <laughs> so business strategy, know what, where you're going in the first place know who you're talking to. So audience know who you're talking to and what you're going to say to them. And then thirdly, the analytics, make sure that you keep tracking it and improving it because a lot of people as well, I think with social, they think it's going to be like an overnight success and it never will be. The companies that you see that are successful have been doing it for years and years and years. Like the Amazon story, it started what selling uh, books by mail order. <laughs> So, so I keep one more question about the uh, building a community. So you said that we need to focus on specific audience. Um, what message you come to them in order for them to become part of the communities? I mean, I know, let's, let's take an example. Uh, you're, you're, selling, uh, you're selling books, Amazon, yeah? Uh, how you bring people, what messaging you need to come to attract people to be, first of all, to be, Part of your community so that goes back again to what is the personality of your company so mm -hmm. if we go back to like being at the conference again like what is it about you being at that conference that people are going to buy into like why do they want to talk to you why should they care this is another thing that i always like to mm -hmm. reflect on why should people care about this <laughs> about what i'm saying here and so your community is built on your company's personality it's like if you have a party at your house why do people come to your house mm -hmm. Exactly. So, the, yeah. <laughs> so it's like taking, taking the real life into the social media and just communicating your own ethos, your own uh, things and, and you, you, what you believe in. And then, and then you attract the same 100%. people. Same. A hundred percent. That's where, yeah, like, like we said a bit before that people get scared when they see social media. They forget that it's just a tool. It's like a telephone. So let's say go into another hot topic. Um, and we know in these days and age, we see many AI technology emerging, such as ChatGPT. How I can utilize the AI tools to assist, uh, to assist me in our social media programs? I am in love with these new AI tools that are coming out for marketers. Um, there's a great company that actually we use called AnyWord um, that they... Yeah, <laughs> they have like transformed the way that we can create content because how, like, I, there's always this argument with AI, right? That there's like a, the human touch, will we lose the human touch? Is it as good as uh, like the content that a human can write? But it really is. And it's getting better and better every single day. And it's not that they can completely, like these tools can completely do the task for you, but they can get you 75% of the way there. And especially with marketers and with the fast pace of social media, like, you know, from like LinkedIn and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. And it's like relentless, the amount of content that needs to be created because it's not just the organic content, but then you've got the ads content. And then there's like the Instagram stories and then there's blogs. <laughs> the amount of content that needs to be created is just relentless. So to be able to have a tool that can, that can do 75% of that for you, is is phenomenal and then you can add the human touch and that thought process at the at the end just to say like to sanity check is what's been written here correct is this going to convert and one of the things i love actually with any words is that they have like a performance score that will tell you how well that copy is going to do before you publish it oh, wow. that's amazing i didn't know about that 
Yeah, so with AI, because AI is pulling um, from the internet at all times, so it can tell you what content is done well mm. and can advise you that this content is similar to other content that's done well, so to use this. So it's, it's AI, I don't believe it's going to replace what we do as marketers, but to be able to save you the time and to advise you on what else is, is doing well as a tool like that, it's phenomenal. Wow, that's great tip. That's great tip. So, so basically, with AI, have you had any experience? I had experience. I'm using uh, um, mainly a ChatGPT and uh, a Notion AI. Yes. Uh, so that is great too. It's helping me out. As I said, saving so much time on editing uh, and and writing the posts and everything. But eventually, I need some human touch and I need to get it fine tuned. Uh, and yes. make sure that it's it's actually humanly correct. Uh, um, and obviously, it's down to the strategy. As you mentioned, you have to be, what's your goal, what's the strategy? The AI doesn't know it. He can suggest you no. some ideas, but it can help you out. <laughs> so so you, you basically suggest using the tools for, for creating the posts, to creating the right, the blogs, right? Uh, anything else? What about imagery? So imagery, I haven't tried myself yet. I had a conversation with, I'm not a graphic designer, so it's not something that I immediately uh, go to. I have had conversations with graphic, graphic designers from uh, about using it for images. Um, we had a conversation about mid-journey. Yeah. And there's something that's trending on social at the moment where they've um, made a Gucci campaign with Harry Potter actors. Mm. It's Gucci, one of the big designers. And uh, she was explaining to me how they did that with uh, mid-journey. Um, but we're finding more and more uses for AI within the like the copywriting side and the, the content creation side, um, even answering comments. It was quite funny, actually. There was um, a person on our team um, that is really fantastic at inviting people to events, but they've never been very great at answering comments. Mm. And so I'd actually banned them from, <laughs> from commenting on things because there's something, there's, it's like a special talent to be able to reply to comments on social media. I think some people, like if you, if you spoke to them in real life and this person, you speak to them in real life and they give you a very natural response. You type to them on Slack or something and they give you a very natural response. The moment you put them in front of a comment on social media, they like start saying, oh, I appreciate your <laughs> comment. <laughs> You're like, who speaks like that? You don't speak like that. Exactly. <laughs> but then I noticed that there were some comments that were being put on social and I thought it was the client. And it was only when I was speaking with the client that I said, oh, hey, have you seen your social media post? They're doing really well. They're getting so many comments. And he's like, Kat, to be honest, I haven't had the time to check the, the posts. So I was like, who is it that's been replying to these comments? And I found out that it was this person, but they'd been using ChatGPT to get answers to the questions to make the comments. Oh, wow. And the replies. And it's, it sounded like the client. Oh, <laughs> so, so they, yeah. <laughs> wow that's clever yeah. they've been they've been feeding the the question into chat gpt getting oh. an answer and matching the tone of voice to the client so much like i know this client well and i know how he writes and i was so shocked to find out that it was not the client so, so for news cases like that um it's been phenomenal also um yeah ai for topics that you don't know a lot about I'm finding is a great resource. There was another um, piece. We were writing a thought leadership piece. It was actually about AI. Mm -hmm. It was about AI in the Middle East and how companies are using AI 
And uh, our copywriter is based in the UK, so she doesn't really have an in-depth knowledge of the of the market. But she was used, able to use AI to fill out a lot of the thought leadership piece. And then the client could just come in at the end and make the final tweaks and recommendations. But she was like writing about topics that I was like, how do you know about this? Well, <laughs> it was all AI. <laughs> Listen, that saves so much time and money and, and especially for startups with low budget. Uh, this is absolutely such a helping hands, if you can say. Yeah. And, and, and with all these things, like you have to, like we keep going back to you, you have to have the strategy to begin with. Like the thought leadership piece, AI couldn't have put that full thought leadership piece together for us, but we were able to outline the titles, what we wanted to focus on, and then AI filled in those gaps. So it's the same with posts. Like you were saying that you you need to know what you're putting into the AI to get the right results. Wow. So you still need the strategy piece, but yeah, it's so helpful for, for getting those, for saving time. So many th- new things, huh? So <laughs> can you recommend some uh, any resources of how people can learn about social media, how to use new AI tools on that, that you, how to build a community building? Um, so th- I would say invest in an expert. Uh, I know that a lot of uh, bootstrap companies, they will try to do it themselves. Um, but also another one of my favorite things to say about social media is Like if you need a lawyer, if you need law work done, you're going to go and get a lawyer. If you have a problem, a medical problem, you're going to go and like seek out a doctor. But for some reason with social media, because people can open up their own social media accounts, they feel like that they either can do it themselves or should be doing it themselves. And they feel shy that, that they believe that they're an expert or that they should be an expert and to be able to figure it out themselves. But especially for startups, for founders, like I know as a owner of a company, That the I don't have the time, like with the amount of things that I have to do in a day, I don't have time to be sit there, sat there thinking about social media posts. I have someone else on our team that does our social media posts for us. Um, so I would definitely like I would invest uh, like that flow that we keep talking about, business strategy, marketing team, social media. So I would invest in someone that knows about marketing and someone that knows about social media. And then as a founder, I would focus on the business. <laughs> It's all right. I mean, we in Spartan, when we founded the company, we, we thought to do it ourselves at the beginning, and then we realized that we can do it. I mean, I don't want to start learning from zero how to post new uh, post on, on social media. So we actually hired somebody. Well, it wasn't a full time, but it definitely gave us the right edge and the right entrance into the market, and, and it was worth, worthwhile, definitely worthwhile. So I definitely invest 100%. in a professional and, and like you, Kath, this is your profession. I know <laughs> you're doing amazing it work. Is. So, uh, and it just and how quickly social media is changing as well. Like every, it feels like every single day they're mm. kind of doing like a, a, a flip in <laughs> direction change. So what's the yeah. trend? What can, can one give me one trend of, of, of new and on social media? Um, I think Instagram is one of, well, actually, so if you look at Instagram, it's quite funny. They keep on going backwards between, we should be posting four times a week to, we should be posting every day. Like the algorithm keeps on changing. Um, I, they, I'm sure you know that they had a big switch about a year ago where they wanted to get rid of like kind of all, uh, graphic posts and all photos and make everything reels, uh, like following on from the success of TikTok. But then they actually had influencers on, on Instagram saying, no, we like our graphics. We like our pictures. 
So then they've kind of been doing a bit of a U-turn on that. So now they're saying, okay, actually we, you can post graphics again and they will do well, but it's constantly like um, the trained, uh, changing music, the changing trends that are happening. Um, if you look at LinkedIn, for example, they keep on going backwards and forwards between, is it good to post like uh, personal content? Is it, or not so, should it be all professional content? Uh, should you have long content? Should you have short content? Uh, is it good to post? Well, it's never good to post links on LinkedIn. They don't like to take you off platform. Um, but even there's like some engagement trends. Like if you comment, you, you post, and then you comment on your post, and then you like that comment, that it does something in the algorithm that boosts that post. But even that, there's changes like that works for this six months, but then the next six months, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, and like for TikTok, for example, uh, it's been well documented, the, the evolution in TikTok. If you looked at TikTok like a year, two years ago, it was just for, for teens. But now the amount of like proper businesses that are making big money on TikTok and the amount of the the the, the the age group is is rising of of the users so constantly every day there's there's stuff changing and keeping up with that is like it's a full-time job it's not something that you can just do on the fly yeah i'm actually in TikTok. <laughs> i'm finding myself um recently looking into a really professional uh information about ai about ceoing about building your startups anything about marketing is there you can find lots of information it's like Companies repurposing their media from LinkedIn, from YouTube to, to small bites into TikTok, and you get amazing content. Absolutely. Talking about TikTok, actually, you just reminded me of something as well that I think is super important for all businesses. If you're going to invest in social media, don't just rely on social media. Because um, TikTok, I was just thinking that they're talking about banning it yeah. in, the, in the States. So there's, I've had a lot of clients saying to me like, oh, like they're going to ban it. What's going to happen? Um, and even with Instagram, with the changes that they did recently, that they, they had some problems on the platform. And there was like one day, I remember that they, um, Instagram, they like routinely go through and remove bots from the platform. And by accident, they started removing real accounts from the oh. platform on that day. So I have like clients who have like 250,000 followers on Instagram and suddenly by the second, by the minute, we were seeing thousands of followers being shed off their follower number. No way. And it was going into like meltdown. And we were like, what is happening? Wow. And like trying to figure out and contact and what's going on. And it was just a glitch on Instagram. And, and within a couple of hours after that, all the followers came back oh. because they realized that they deactivated the wrong accounts. But it was absolute mayhem. And so my advice is always to build like a database that's yours. And even on websites or like or none of these social media platforms, no, you don't own any of them. So to build a database or a community off these platforms that you own. And okay. as we all know, like data in this day and age is so important to have that data. Wow. Such a great advice. Build your database <laughs> off the social media. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Use it as a tool to get yeah. that community, to get that audience. But if, if they all melt down tomorrow, Will you have something to show for it? <laughs> own, own your data. Yeah. Wow, amazing. So much, so much great tips, uh, Kat. Thank you very much for, for sharing it all. Uh, as we come into the end of, of the show, can you tell me fun fact about yourself and recommend a book or a podcast that you, not necessarily on social media, but whatever you read, whatever you're enjoying? So fun fact about myself. 
<laughs> Fun fact. Um, I'm a motorbike rider. Ooh. I have a Husqvarna a motorbike that I absolutely love to ride. <laughs> Is that enough as a fun wow, fact? That's amazing. I didn't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't send you a picture of you riding there. Where do you ride it? I will share it with you. Pardon? Where do you ride it? Uh, in Israel. Mm. I actually, because so I live between Israel and Dubai, and Dubai is uh, can get a little bit hot very fast. So it's not the greatest place to own a bike. But with uh, with the weather in Israel, it's beautiful most of the year round, mm. and uh, there's some stunning places to ride to in Israel as well. So it's another fun fact in live in, in, in Dubai and in Israel. That's for yes. me fun. <laughs> and yeah. what about a book I, I, or a podcast? My favorite book at the moment is called Agency Nomics. Hmm. And it is a phenomenal, it's one of the best books I've ever read or listened to about agencies because it's really um, bite-sized advice and they give... Um, They give advice for like every single stage of your business that you're at. Mm -hmm. So if you're earning like this amount of revenue that you should be like investing in these things. And then when you get to the next stage of revenue, you should be investing in these things and the next stage. And they just keep talk about it in a very crisp and clean way. Um, but yeah, the whole book is just like you're there with your pen and <laughs> paper. Like, oh, good, good note, good note. <laughs> I'm going to run and buy this book now. <laughs> you should. They actually have a podcast as well. And mm. they've got the audio book version Perfect. and they updated it since covid as well so there's even uh, so it's all like very recent cool thank you for that tip and there you have it valuable insights and advice from cat horsley i hope you find this interview informative and helpful in your own journey to startup success if you enjoy this episode share it with your friends subscribe to the channel and keep watching for more episodes of this series To get more valuable tips on how to build, grow, and raise funding for your startup. A big thank you to Kat Hursley for taking the time and share her knowledge with us. Until next time, keep working hard. And remember, it's not always about the destination, it's about the journey. Thank you for watching. <laughs>